And I think we are ready. There's no crying in baseball! Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris! Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dad Shorts, where we're just two dads trying to figure out if the greatest snack of all time is nachos, or if that's just overrated. Uh, nachos with Doritos, I think, is the key. Interesting. That's what you're going with? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm working with. I, Spicy nacho Doritos. I, I, I have no take for that. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> nowhere to go. Nowhere to go but down, <laughs> I guess. Oh. Uh, well, there well, it is. I am Zach Holden. And I'm Scott Ragsdale. And today we're joined by Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic, uh, covers the Cincinnati Reds. Trent, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. You kind of got the job title. I cover the Reds for The Athletic. I've worked for a couple different things. I write about baseball. Um, loved baseball for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, people ask me, like, when 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 did you, like, fall in love with baseball? I was like, I, it's when I, about the time I fell in love with breathing. I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, not doing either. So, uh, you know, that's, that's part of, you know, my job is my job is to, to do a lot of baseball stuff. And so I think about baseball, I write about baseball, I talk about baseball a lot, still love it, love it differently, but still love nice. it. Um, you know, that whole, uh, you know, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's inaccurate. They pay you for a reason. <laughs> I get paid for a reason. It's perfect. Uh, but yeah, I have, uh, oh yeah, dad stuff. I have one child. She is 11. Uh, she is a girl. She's, oh, she's, she's something. Um, is she already into <laughs> like the preteen? Like, yeah, it's that straddle where there are certain things that are, you know, like 11, there's certain things where she's like 17 mm-hmm. and then there's certain things where she's seven. Yeah. And y- y- you know, and it's. You hold on to those seven things <laughs> for as long as you can. So I have uh, I have three teenage daughters and then a an eight year old daughter. So I, I get you. I mean, like every once in a while, I'm like, is is that hat is that hi- hat hiding a bald head? Oh, <laughs> just gray hairs. <laughs> it had a, a lot of hair until about five years ago when I got a teenager, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> my my daughter did ask me one day. It's like, why do you have so much gray hair in your beard? And I said, because of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I've started naming yeah. them. <laughs> this is the time you brought home your first boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got uh, four kids. My, I've got three boys and one girl, and she is 10. So um, we're right there in that tweens uh, zone, which is super fun. She's not dramatic at yeah, all. That's a word. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Trent, we'd like to ask everybody a, a go-to warm-up question of what's your go-to dad outfit. I pretty much wear the same thing every day. I, I've kind of... There was a couple years ago, it may have been pandemic, where I just went straight straight uniform. Mm-hmm. I wear a black shirt, black jeans, and black shoes every day. Nice. Um, it's like a man in black right the there. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just wear black all the time. I have, you know, black coats, uh, black shoes, black everything. Um, sometimes my socks are colorful, and uh, that's, uh, that's about it. But it's just so much easier. It's really great. So are you a hat man or no? Oh, yeah. I have too many hats. Flat bill or dad um, curve? I'm, I've reproduced. It's a dad curve. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Absolutely. So, we just had on a bunch of uh, some younger guys who are much younger than us, unfortunately, and they were trying to explain to us that the new dad had his flat bill, and I'm like, no, no. I and I'm really worried about this whole like. Uh, fad with the like cowboy hat but it's not really a cowboy hat it's like the felt like the tom petty hat is what it oh is my you know what i'm talking about uh, yeah i can't pull that oh no, me neither and, and i think that's probably the I, biggest thing is that i'm just jealous because yeah i can't i yes. can't pull off a man oh. bun can't pull off that hat right <laughs> no it's uh i'm i'm basic i'm 46 i or seven Forty-seven. I'm who I am. <laughs> exactly. I think after forty, you just we're, we're not getting, we don't even care. <laughs> I'm just over forty. I'm upright. I mean, like that's a start. Anything after that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you start to get real old when you don't keep track, but your kids start throwing you like birthday parties. Dad, you're fifty. <laughs> oh, I, I am. am? <laughs> okay. Holy smokes. My oh. my kids' favorite now is to ask me about dinosaurs and what they were like. <laughs> um, if there was color in the world oh, when yeah. I was growing up. And, yep. I get those. You know, why do we have kids? They're the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. All right, Trent. Uh, what ed- they're fun to make. <laughs> Touche. And now we know. <laughs> that is why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your best dad advice uh, that you would give to a new dad? I, I give this all the time, actually. I just say, A, people did this in caves. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And B, first year is pass fail. Mm-hmm. I like it. No, that. It, 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 after that, you can really mess them up. But that first year, pass fail. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, I, like it. I like that a lot. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Trent, uh, if, uh, if you got a dad joke, what's your go-to dad joke? <sighs> you know, I thought about this a lot. I love pirate jokes. Um, so I, I big fan of the one. Uh, pirate walks into a bar. And Ouch. Has a steering wheel on his pants. <laughs> Bartender looks at him and goes, you no, you have a steering wheel sticking out of your pants, right? And he goes, "Ah, it's driving me nuts." <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. Uh, I like it. Uh, well, if Trent, if you were a dad superhero, uh, what would your superpower be? It's funny you ask this because my daughter at one time said I was a superhero nice. for one specific dad ability. I can be a little clumsy. But the thing is, I can drop. I can catch almost anything I drop. Oh, nice. I think it goes back to all my baseball days really? as first baseman. Like, yeah, so we were at a friend's birthday party. And we're, like, talking. And I have a piece of cake on a plate. And I'm, like, standing up eating the cake. And I do something. And I drop it. But it falls. And I go to catch it. And I catch the cake. And the plate breaks. <laughs> but I have the cake in my hand. <laughs> you caught the important part. And so this happens all the time. I can just like, I'll like drop something and catch it. That's, That's awesome. You're like that scene. In I think it is the yeah. baseball because I'm left-handed and I will usually like have it up with my left mm. and it drops and my glove hand nice. picks it up. That's fantastic. Oh. So do you ever just like test to see if you are in fact Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> that that is not uh, happening. Although I think, like as a dad, you have that Spidey sense, mm-hmm. and it has to. But like, it's not. 
really intense. It's all like really stupid things. You're like, okay, I've done this. <laughs> yep. You're going to regret it. It's, this is really dumb what you're trying to do. <laughs> and you know, every once in a while, right. Yep. Cause I've done it. So I've tested it. I know it doesn't work. Yep. You got to walk that fine line between letting them learn on their own and then learning from your stupidity. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. that's a tough oh, one. It's a great one. Um, when I, when I was in college, I got really mad and punched a wall. And I broke my hand. So I have to call home. And my dad just starts yelling at me. He's like, how could you be so dumb? You know, blah, blah, blah. You punched a wall. Is that just like, that's just dumb. And I'm like, hey, dad, how is that different than when you were in college and you were, you know, you'd been back home for like a break or whatever. I think it was, it was Christmas break. And you, you kicked the, pro- the frozen turkey and, and, and broke your foot. <laughs> he goes, how do you know about it? And I go, well, grandma told me, well, talk to your mother. <laughs> so then he passed the phone to my mom. Oh, that's great. So yeah, it's like history repeats. It it's Genetics are a curse. <laughs> well, uh, we got some, we've got some serious questions. We like to do some funny ones. I want to do some serious sections. So we got a couple of serious questions we want to ask. Um, what are some of the values and lessons that have been passed on by your dad? And then you kind of passed on to your daughter. You know, it's, um, I was, there, there's one story I tell a lot when I, when I'm talking about my dad. Um, and I think it shows a lot of things. My dad thought of other people a lot. Um, he was a nurse in the Navy. And so I grew up a Navy kid. So we grew up all over the place. Um, and I, I guess it was, um, the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of high school. My dad was going to have to move and we would probably move after that year. He was going to have to move like during the middle of it. And so when you're in the Navy, you have a detailer and that's the person who like you go to and they kind of do, it's almost like an advisor in college or something. Mm-hmm. And they, you go to choose your whole thing. So one day during the summer, he calls home and goes, Hey, is your mom home? I'm like, no. It's like, oh, well, this is, this is back when we had house phones mm-hmm. and not cell phones. Cause again, you guys feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he, he says, well, I just went to my detailer and this is probably going to affect you the most because it's going to be your last two years of high school and we're going to move. Uh. Here are options. Where do you want to move? Mm. A- and he gave me that choice at, I don't know. Was I 15, 16, whatever yeah, I was. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and my sister was already in medical school, so she wasn't going to go with us. Um, so he laid out the, the choices and, and there were some interesting ones. And I was like, you know, Japan sounds pretty cool. He's like, yeah, I thought so too. All right, let's do that. <laughs> so of course he gets home that night. He's like, hell Connie, we're, we're going to, we're going to go to Japan. And she's like, what are you, what, <laughs> how did you decide this without me? <laughs> and like, we went through it, but like, I don't know. I just always thought that was really cool that something like that. He thought you know, for your last two years of high school, it's really going to, to be affect you more than us. We've moved around all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just another move. But when you're talking about something like that and, and especially knowing that it was going to be three plus year billet so that my freshman year of college, that it would still be wherever we went. Um, it was pretty interesting. So yeah, we went to Japan. I graduated high school in Japan on a Navy base. Um, 
and my freshman year of college, I was in Athens, Georgia, and my parents were still in Yokosuka, Japan. So uh, it was, uh, I didn't exactly go home on the weekends to do laundry. No yeah. kidding. So did you, while you were there, did you like uh, learn Japanese and like, did you fully immerse in the culture or was that Navy based type of thing? As much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we lived on the, we lived off base for a year and then on base for, well, they lived on base for two years and I lived there for one. Um, but, you know, I'd go play basketball with the local kids. We didn't really speak the languages. Mm-hmm. I, I, I picked up a little Japanese. I took it in, in, in high school and in college. Uh, it's mostly gone now uh, because that was a long time ago. But, you know, I really tried to get out as much as possible. And we'd go to baseball games mm-hmm. all the time um, and, and just get off base as much as possible because you're there. Why not? Absolutely. And uh, when, I was, when I was younger, we lived in Cuba, but we lived in Guantanamo Bay. Huh. And That's cool. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba in the early 80s, yeah. you did not go off base. <laughs> yes. Right. So uh, did you uh, – two questions for you on that. Uh, one, uh, did you fully immerse yourself in the uh, anime like scene in Japan? I did not. Okay. No. I'll forgive you on that one. Uh, and and uh, thing number two, who's your favorite Japanese baseball player? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it, it's got to be Ichiro. Mm. I mean, he's just pretty fantastic. Uh, he was so much fun to watch play. Um, and then... You know, he's interesting personality. Um, I <laughs> one of the weird highlights of my career was it was Ken Griffey Jr.'s last year. I was in spring training, and I went over to talk to Ken a little bit, and we kind of everybody else had left to go to the game, and then it was just me, Ken, and Ichiro, and Ichiro was was like talking, and he spoke great English. He always called Ken Griffey Jr. George <laughs> because that's his first yeah. name. Um, he goes by his middle name, um, as does his father. So he was, he always called, uh, Griffey George and it, it just always, I hear it in my head all the time. That's great. It was a pretty cool. Yeah. Movie. That's awesome. Well, well, we've got a couple of questions to get you, but I'd be remiss if we didn't ask too, what was your, uh, go-to food option there in Japan? Oh yeah. Ramen. Okay. Loved ramen. Still love ramen. We have some friends of ours who just moved over to Japan, uh, to start a church mm-hmm. and they talk all the time about the food over there. They said now they've got a little ramen shop that they absolutely love, and that was what they said it was their favorite too. So I was curious. That's awesome. Uh, I had a yeah, uh, Japanese family at one of the elementary schools that I was principal at, and uh, the little Japanese grandma used to bring me like trays full of like just authentic ramen chicken dishes. Oh, so good, so good, so good. I have a I have a great restaurant like that I can walk to, um, a great Japanese restaurant that I can walk to from my from my place, and that's awesome. It's just great. They have great ramen. Um, yeah, they were they were just nominated as like best chef by the James Beard Foundation for the Midwest. So nice, yeah, really cool, That's awesome. Well, uh, what are some of the challenges? Uh, uh, my dad just passed away in January, and uh, one of the reasons we want to have you on was because Sorry. thank you. Like um, I, I read your yeah. article on uh, you know Field of Dreams uh, and yeah. how difficult that was, and I loved the article. And just want to kind of ask you, you know, some of the things I'm processing. My dad was a huge North Carolina basketball fan, so. For me, like mm-hmm. watching North Carolina basketball, it's difficult. You know, they just played Duke this weekend, and it's like it's like a constant reminder of, oh man, that's that's a you know, it, it's that reminder of trauma. And my dad was a counselor, and he always talked about they were called emotional landmines. And so, kind of just want to, what are some of the challenges you faced since losing your dad's and that, and how have you kind of processed that grief, especially because, like you said in your article, it's it's constant reminders when you spend so much time with your dad watching sports. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, especially baseball. Like, in, in the end, we could always talk about mm-hmm. baseball. Although, it's funny. Like, it, I think you, you put it really well there. Um, last weekend, um, the last sporting event I watched with my dad was the Bengals-Chiefs mm-hmm. game. And my dad was a big Chiefs fan. Um, so, you know, like, he went to William Jewell College. Um, you know, and, like, so when they yeah. had in the 70s when they had training camp up there you know always around there one of his friends uh and fraternity mates was like a trainer for that first super bowl team mm-hmm. um you know so like the the chiefs even though we really bonded over baseball the most um <laughs> the chiefs the last couple of weeks have been i don't know it's like maybe you understand this it's like both really hard but it's also really great yeah um, you feel further away, but also closer. Um, and it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's a lot. Grief is a lot like a lot of other emotions. You're just, they're just constantly battling each other out and you never know which side of the grief is going to pop up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So ironically enough, my last memory with my dad was the Bengals chiefs game. Uh, and then he, he got sick and, so it was, you're talking about last year. He, he had never seen since, uh, since I was a kid, a Bengals win in the playoffs. And so that first, his funeral was, was Friday. And then the next day, the Bengals won their first playoff game in over 30 years. Oh, wow. And I just, I was so excited. And then immediately, like there with my whole family, you know, there for the funeral, uh, still staying the day after. I just remember breaking down and, and like crying. And it's like, it was, you know, bittersweet at the same time. Like I, I, I miss my dad being here, but at the same time, I know he's like, this was in the moment he would have absolutely loved being there for and wanted me to feel the joy of it. And so I, I totally relate to what you're saying. It's, it's, it's constant. I loved your analogy of flipping the coin. Like you just never know which side it's going to land on. Cause that is, you know, sometimes I'll watch the North Carolina basketball games and I'm just like, Oh man, my dad would be loving this. <laughs> and then the next one I'm like, but I miss him. <laughs> and it's tough. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I went to the university of Georgia. So, um, you know, my dad became a UGA fan, mm-hmm. and they, they they lived in Alabama for the last uh, quite a while. And so they were still in Alabama. And so, you know, Georgia had just beaten Alabama for the national title at the end, and then they won again. And I don't know. I just knew he'd be at church talking smack to all the Alabama fans <laughs> about Georgia taking over. Um, Which is a fun thing to do. <laughs> I know my mother was glad he wasn't. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was – it, that that can get you in trouble in Alabama. I mean, yeah, you don't mess with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you get your shots in real quick because I'm an Ohio State fan. So if you want to talk smack about the game, I'll, I'll no, let you no, throw your shade. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, Everything that needed to be said. You win two, you forget about semifinals. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's great. Anything that needed to be I mean, said. It, it, was, it was cute that they got there. It was nice. <laughs> Honestly, though, like of of the teams there, like once Alabama, like it didn't look like Alabama was getting us. Like not Ohio yeah. State, not Ohio State, because they're they're the they were the only team in that that could match up with them. Yeah, what was the score of that game? I don't want to like you anymore. <laughs> you can move to the last question that we're going to ask. <laughs> All right, uh, Trent. What are some of the challenges of being a dad while also being a sports writer? Like, what are some of your successes and challenges? You know, it's uh, the schedule's not easy. Um, you know, you think about you think about uh, when sporting events are played. They're when most people are off work, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I'm on work. So, uh, you know, 
I remember my dad growing up, there were times where he would work the late shift and, you know, we'd always kind of make a, a, a make time to see each other mm. in those times. Like, I, like when my daughter, I was my daughter's age, like if he, if he were working late, I'd, you know, I'd get up a little early and then just kind of get in bed for a little bit and, 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 and spend that time with my dad. And, you know, I think that's one thing I remember is every little thing counts. Um, I usually am at the ballpark from like two to midnight to one, something like that. Um, but every day that I'm in town and that it's there's school, I try to get up early and, and, and take her to school. Um, and then in the off season, I do as much as I can via like pick up, drop off, get dinner ready, everything. So you try to squeeze in, but it's never enough. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, last year or so, been much more intentional about when I'm on the road, calling every night, even if it's just for 20 seconds, just to say, hey, honey, good night. I love yeah. you. Yeah. And, and we do the FaceTime. And uh, so, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's tough. Um, she's a trooper. Her mother is phenomenal. Um, I feel a lot of guilt about it, quite mm. honestly, because um, here it is. It's this silly thing that I always wanted to do and I'm doing it. But there is a cost. And, you know, you 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 I not you. Um, I don't know. I, I struggle with it. With, with am I being selfish about this? Now, I have a pretty good career. Um, I'm not going to complain about the money I make or anything like that, which is part of everything we do. Um, but it, but it is hard, and um, yeah, I, I struggle with that a lot. And and my um, Michelle, my my wife, has been very good about saying, "No, this is what makes you you." Yeah. That you know, what she sees is someone who works incredibly hard, has a great work ethic, and does all these other things. So mm-hmm. there are positives to yeah. it. <clears throat> well, and that's, that's um, kind of a, that, that, that is a good sentiment or a good statement or uh, something that a lot of dads, I think, need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Zach and I, we go 100 miles an hour um, <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there are times even, you know, working for school, doing a podcast, doing, you know, uh, other stuff, um, you know, that you do feel, you feel that guilt quite a bit. And, um, you know, it's important to be intentional about the time that you do have, uh, with your family, with your kids, with your wife, um, making sure that you, uh, you know, invest in that, um, with the same level of intensity that you do everything else. Um, even if it's, uh, you know, sometimes feels like that timeline is a little bit compressed. And I feel like, too, one of the first questions we usually ask other guys when we're meeting each other is, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Because I feel like what you do is it is like a huge part of who you are. You invest yep. your entire career it becomes like part of your identity. And I feel like that's passed on to our kids, too, that this thing I love and that I work for is important enough that it's it's part of who I am as as an identifier. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, again, I worry about that. Am I too overly identified with what right. I do, my work, my, my my all these other things? And. I don't know. I mean, this is a thing I talk about in therapy a lot. So um, I write it down. We got that tomorrow. Um, but actually, but that's been great. Like therapy has been last year and a half really kind of gotten into yeah. it. Um, and it's, it's been, 
it's been really it's made my life better. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's great. Well, Trent, we want to always end on uh, something that's fun and kind of funny. And, and uh, so we thought about, we know uh, now that you're a huge Star Wars fan. We did not know that until we saw your background. Amazing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and otherwise, we would have planned a Star Wars game because Scott and I are giant nerds. But instead, we thought it would be fun to do like, uh, like if you could go to five sporting events in history. Uh, what, yeah. what sporting events would you go to? And then we kind of said, you know, you get to kind of set where you want. So you got to go to one that's in the nosebleeds. You got to go to one that's uh, mid-level, you know, not, not quite all the way. Not great seats, not bad. One, you get box seats, all you can eat. Uh, one, your front row, and then one, you're with the players. Uh-huh. So we'll just go kind of one by one. Uh, we'll maybe start with like nosebleeds. So if you could go to one sporting event, uh, what would you go see nosebleeds for? I was gonna go Miracle on Ice. Oh, no, that was okay. that was on my list. So, where did you have Miracle on Ice? I did not have it. Okay. I, it was just on my list. I didn't put it there because I figured one of you. Okay. Like, I just figured like you know nosebleed like. It's a small stadium. Yeah. It's a small place in, in Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. If you're in it, it's amazing. It doesn't, and I think hockey is one of those where it's great. Anywhere you sit, yeah. it's a little bit different, but none is like so much better or worse. Like the very top, you get to watch how things kind of play out. So that is strategic for A, getting it quickly, because is this a draft where we can't uh, repeat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so A, getting it quickly, but B, getting uh, I, I think that would be the best experience yeah. even like any of it you're there that's awesome so i, you're I had thought miracle uh, up close i wanted that against the glass so way to steal that one that was good <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, scott you want to go next uh yeah i'm gonna go with uh for my mid-level uh i'm gonna go mid-level seats on this one and i'm gonna go jesse owens Owning the Son Olympics in Berlin. Horrible. <laughs> Dang it. Did you notice I also threw in a dad uh, pun there? No, because I was so mad at you. What did you say? Jesse Owens owning the Olympics. <laughs> I just figured it was on point, on, to, on brand. I do not like you at all. But that would be an incredible moment. Yes, don't you, don't it you was think on my be, list. That would be a fantastic moment. Oh, <laughs> are both. Okay. It's right. a good one. So that's my mid-level seat. I feel like that's an I event. Gotta change my strategy. All right. Well, like I, that's an event that you can sit. You know, decent seats. Okay. You don't necessarily okay. need to be up close. I know where I want. I'm going to go with the players then. Okay. And I want Jackie Robinson breaking, breaking the color barrier. Uh, we just. Uh, I'm a librarian. Oh, that's a great one. I read a ton, mm-hmm. and uh, I would love to be on the field with him and just be like, listen, you know, in, in 50 and 60 years, yeah. you are going to inspire millions of people, and I know this sucks right now. Yeah. But future. Future Zach loved Barry Larkin, and, and he appreciates the fact that because of you, he could have watched and loved Barry Larkin enough to name his daughter Micah Larkin. So <laughs> thank you, and it get, does get better. But yeah, that's awesome. That's where I'm, I'm picking that one. That's awesome. Are we doing snakes so you get the other one? Uh, no. Make no. no you, you, Traditional. Get, you get the next one. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So you, get to, you, get, you get first pick. Yep. Unless you want to trade All down right. for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue my uh, up down. Okay. Um, so my next level down. It's going to be this past year's World Cup final. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was just, again, in the building, yeah. anywhere you are, just like you can't not feel the excitement. I mean, it was just one of the most exciting yeah, matches. And I didn't care who won. I was just watching mm-hmm. it. Like, it, it was just amazing. Yep. Scott, nice. what are you going? Uh, I'm going to go. <clears throat> oh, shoot. I don't know which one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go front row here. And I'm going to go with the 1998 NBA Finals Game 6. If you remember, come on! 
Was that on your list too? <laughs> the flu game. I can tell you where I was for the no, flu this, game. This was Michael Jordan's final shot as a oh, Chicago okay, Bull. Okay, this okay. was not the flu game. Uh, this was the final shot as a Chicago Bull. Uh, a like last like yeah. second from top of the key uh, game yeah, winner. Okay. So 87, 86. Oh, Shannon, what was his name? Shannon, who was guarding him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, for the Jazz. Was it Shannon Anderson? Shannon Anderson. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> like a Shannon Sharp. Right over. Like it was not Shannon no, Sharp. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, um, I just, that, like, being on the floor at that point, like, I so imagined myself, yeah, I imagined myself as, like, Spike Lee, Wait, like, at a Knicks game. Uh, this is, this is front, front row. Okay. Front row. Uh, 98 finals. Yeah. Game six. Six. Yeah. Okay. I got you. My turn, then? Yep. I got I see, I've got two on here I know I want, and I'm pretty sure I can get them. So I'm going to go, uh, I want Rumble in the Jungle, and uh, I want to set uh, box seats for Rumble in the Jungle. No, you don't want to be like you don't want the blood to splatter. No, on you. I don't. I want to be able to just eat while I'm watching this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bring me more nachos. Watching Muhammad do, Ali. Do they actually have box seats at boxing? It's an imaginary thing. Okay, so I'm taking it's like a time machine. Okay, box seat. I'm traveling all the way back with it. Oh, so it's a time machine it's box a time seat. Machine okay, box seat. that's fine. I got it. I, I looked it up. It was Byron Russell, not Shandon. Ah, there, there you go. go. I nice. knew there was a, a ladyish name in there. Yeah. Russell. <laughs> I don't know why. It's fine. It's fine. Shannon. Okay, uh, Trent, what are you taking? Okay, I'm gonna continue down. So, what was the next one down box from seats. the? Yep. Box yep. seats. Yeah. So this one for me, I was thinking, you know, you this is an event I, I think is amazing. You got good seats, but I'm more concerned about the food here. Like, yeah. I'm at the Rumble in the Jungle, but I'm eating my way through the Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. Fifteen and, rounds. And you're sitting in your TARDIS. So that has to be a baseball game, okay. right? Because that's the best. Um, well, I don't know. Does this count if I say the 1919 World Series, the whole thing? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll count it. Yeah, I guess we'll count it. Because because like that is like something you had to experience yeah. over a series of time to see. And I'd also love to see like, you know, Tyler Kepner just had a really good book um, about the World Series. And he had a, it basically has a chapter about each World Series. And on that one, he's like, you know, the Reds were really, really yeah. good. They they might have been better than the White Sox. And it is not crazy to think that they, they would have won that regardless. Well, and wasn't the series in 1919, wasn't it nine games, best of nine? I think so, so yeah. yeah. Even possibly it was, it, yeah. yeah, it was nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so if I'm sitting in my TARDIS watching a uh, game uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm eating whatever I want, I thought about, I'm doing box seats. This was my, I was originally thinking I would go with the 1920 Brooklyn Robins versus Boston Braves because uh, that game went 26 innings. Like, that's <laughs> so a full. The yes. Caligula <laughs> yes. What about the uh, Provident, the, the, um, the, the, what was it? The Wade Boggs when he was in the minor leagues that went like 30 yeah. something yeah. or something? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and then breakfast the next day on that yeah. one. Uh, okay. But I did end up for my box seats. Uh, I'm going with um, the first pitch, uh, George W. Bush's first pitch in 2001, uh, that World Series. Oh, yeah. Um, I, like, that was just such a powerful moment in history. Um, and, like, that was that that time that the like we all came together and after 9-11 and just like that was a a cool cool moment that yeah. would be cool too. that are the piazza homer in the first game oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. be good yeah okay uh 
So for I'm gonna go mid level here for this one because I know what I want for the other two, uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure neither one of you's taken my other. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I want to see Jimmy V, uh, and uh, North Carolina State upset uh, Houston hmm. in '83. Uh, I'd love to see Jimmy V. I think he's a great coach. And that one for me, like that's one I want to take my dad to. Because yeah. he talked to all the time about that. He he, would, he keeps the brackets yeah. uh, like on paper in the newspaper. He's got them all the way back to, I think, 83 is his first one. And like that was one of the things I asked for when he passed away was, I want all dad's brackets and have continued cool. the tradition. And I think that's his first one. I would love to be there with him. And so that was uh, one of the last things we did before COVID was we went to the March Madness and got to see uh, in Tulsa. And just happened to be Ohio State was there. And so dad was like, why couldn't North Carolina? He was like, I don't know, but Ohio State is. <laughs> so, uh, I was that take before that or after he hid his knife? He hid his ground. knife. Yeah. Did yeah. I tell you that's around the line? Yeah. Did we tell that one yep. on there? Okay. Yep. So my dad one. always had a pocket knife. He dug a hole outside the stadium because he wouldn't be able to get it in. And then like had to get on the way out because he wasn't going to sacrifice his pocket knife. Like that's next level dad. Doesn't matter those $5. It's his pocket that's, knife. That's serious dad action. <laughs> Love it. All right, Trent, you got two more. What are you choosing? All right. Um, front row. Game six of the 1985 World Series. Grew up yeah. a huge Royals fan. Um, and game six, of course, that's the Don Denkinger call. However, I do have a long scree about this. Screed about this. Um, actually, again, speaking, Tyler Kepner writes about this as well. Like all the other things the Cardinals did to lose. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they did everything to lose. And it wasn't just Denkinger's missed call. But still, like, to see the Cardinals to be right there. And like, they're getting so close to, to winning a world series and one little thing happens. And then Jack, Jack Clark doesn't catch a, you know, foul ball, mm-hmm. easy one. Um, and they just fall apart and it's not as much the clinching in game seven. Cause that was 11, nothing, but the game six and watching it all happen yeah. and the walk off and just, yeah, that would be it. Game six, uh, 85 world series. Nice. Scott, where are you going? Nice. Nosebleeds or, or with the players? I'm going nosebleeds. Okay, where and going? I toyed around with the idea of the uh, 2003 um, Steve Bartman incident. Oh, man. Um, I, <laughs> I thought about that one, too. Yeah, because uh, I would like to, you know, tackle him um, yeah. to keep the curse from staying alive. But instead, I went with the curse breaking uh, in 2016, uh, yeah. World Series Game 7. Um that is a moment frozen in time for me uh, as a lifelong Cubs fan. I know I read your uh, grandpa was a Cubs fan. Um, yeah. Very, very cool. Um, that was just a special moment. Uh, my son, uh, he's now, how old is he, 14? Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of our first, like, big, you can stay up late and watch Game 7 um, kind of moments. Yep. Super excited. I think he was in second grade, so yeah. it was kind of a fun little moment there. Um, but... <laughs> I, the nosebleeds specifically, um, because uh, Wrigley has the the uh, the stands on the roofs of the building, um, and that, like that's where the magic happens. Like that yeah. is where mm-hmm. uh, like the that's really far away and hard to see. <laughs> it's true, but I mean, everybody's having a good time. Like, like the bleachers would be so much better. Yeah, I mean, well, it's Wrigley. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so Trent took uh, he got the nineteen nineteen series. So can I take a whole series? Oh, can I get a whole series too? Whatever, he's the guest. We'll give I think some... so. <laughs> yes, yeah. you can okay. take a series. I mean, I did then it. Then in my nosebleeds, uh, I'm gonna take uh, the 1990 Reds uh, series, uh, the oh. the wire to wire. That's the first like uh, real solid baseball memory I have is watching that team. Like I, I was aware of baseball, and I remember watching some of the series, but I, I watched every game of the 1919 series. I remember falling in love with you know Barry Larkin and Sabo and and Eric Davis and. 
I loved that team. And I was just like, this is amazing. And this mm. is why baseball is the greatest thing ever. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see, you know, Eric Davis just smashing the first inning home run and be like, done. This is, this is, we're going to, this is going to destroy them. Like you yeah, knew. That's awesome. Uh, I'd love to see that one. That's where I want to be. And I want to be up in the nosebleeds because yeah, just a bunch of idiots <laughs> in there watching four games of baseball. Yeah. Give me nosebleeds. I want that one. Absolutely. All right, Trent, last pick. You're with the players. What are you, what are you taking? Uh, 2022 college football playoff national championship, uh, <laughs> against, against Alabama, Keely Ringo being on the sideline when Keely Ringo gets the pick six. That's, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Nice. That's a good pick. All right. For Scott. my, uh, last pick, my with the players pick, I am going full, like on like first real memory of sports. I'm- uh, I'm going Super Bowl I'm shuffle in right now. Uh, 1984 nice. or 1985 uh, Bears Super Bowl shuffle. Not even the football game, not the Super Bowl, none of that. The Super Bowl shuffle. I want to be on that video shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love it. Okay. So my last one is front row. And uh, much like you, Trent, uh, I'm taking uh, the 2002 National Championship game when Ohio State uh, beat Miami uh, in the, in the, uh, what's it, which bowl it was, but uh, yeah. I'm taking that one it, for this one. Yeah, reason, I remember. That. I think I'm front row. I think I can storm the field. Ooh, yeah. And I'm I'm gonna get down there, and I'm gonna you know I think yeah. You climbing the goalpost? I'm I'm gonna be searching out Craig Krenzel. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, sign, you know, something. <laughs> I don't know what, but I want because everybody else is you know they're searching out Maurice yeah. Barrett and all these you know Mike Doss. Uh, uh-uh, Craig Krenzel. That's the guy I love watching Krenzel play. That's great. Uh, so I'm going there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna 100. I was still an idiot in college at that time. I'm gonna I'm gonna rush the field with all the idiots in college. And love it. That's where I'm going. Awesome. So, well, Trent, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you. Uh, wait, I've got wait, I've got one more surprise wait. question for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this one. Oh, I, okay. I've, I've been oh. thinking about this for the longest time. Uh, knowing that you are like a baseball guy and all that kind of stuff, I'm wondering what is your dream walk up music? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, trust me, I've thought of this <laughs> a lot. <clears throat> It would be Debonair by the Afghan Wigs. Okay. Nice. nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking uh, some MMA, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he asked for Halo, like the theme song to the Halo video games, and they played Halo by Beyonce and said, so like. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay. So it's a funny story. We were, this is 2007. We're in Arizona. And when you're on the road, the clubhouse is open longer because the road team always takes batting practice second. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're in there. There's TV on, and they're they're watching Coming to America. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I'm just sitting there, and, like, me and, 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 and Junior, we're just sitting there dying laughing, trading off, like, lines and everything. And he's like, and, like, the, the soul glow thing <laughs> comes on. And he's so like, good. I'm changing my walk up. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> he like texts his guy and says, Hey, I need you to do this. And then like the next time that they played at home, they had soul glow. That's and I'm just amazing. dying. <laughs> that is oh, that so is fantastic. Good. Awesome. Oh. 
Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Dad Shorts. Don't forget you can find us wherever you find your podcast. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Wrote it down so I didn't mess it up. <laughs> Nicely fantastic. done. Uh, we'd love it if you leave us a five-star review. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Dad Shorts Podcast. You can find us and email us at dadshortspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Later.